1: Hey guys, Stacey and Christy here. How are you going? Hello. Uh, What's going on? What's happening? This is just a little, um, what do you call them? A PSA?
2: Yeah, a PSA, a PSA to let you know that Think A Girl, the podcast, uh, will be having a brand new face very soon and all of our podcasts are going to be living in one destination. We have very big news to share with you over the next month or so. So make sure that you are following and subscribing Think A Girl the podcast feed. Um, These episodes are going to go across all different feeds. Um, The link will be in the show notes of this episode uh, exactly where you need to find us because in maybe a month or so, there will be one destination. Yeah, but you're in the right place for that. You are. Mm -hmm. Well, you might be.
1: Yeah, this is going to
2: go across a lot of different feeds.
1: And if you're not, you will be now. So just click the link in show notes because that's where we're going to be hanging.
2: Yes, and make sure you do so. You've got probably about a month to get your shit together. Yeah, love you guys. Love you. Now for the show.
0: It's
3: that time of the week again. We should have rehearsed that <laughs> bit. All the thoughts you're thinking,
2: but not saying. Stacey and I will go ham. We each bring a gem to the table. Something we're thinking but not saying. Welcome to our live posse podcast from Sydney. Welcome everybody! (laughs) We are the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer and are very fucking happy to be here with our posse.
1: Yes, this is so, so exciting. We are coming to you uh, live from Sydney at the factory floor. Guys, we are so excited to do this. We have a big, well, it's not really that big. It's a medium-sized <laughs> glass jar. Hey, don't I've, worry, there's
2: people listening that don't, they can't fucking see it. So just, I,
1: we have this ginormous gem
2: jar. How big is it, guys? Ooh, ah, so large. Um, I can hardly hold it. <laughs> Uh, we, it's a massive gem jar. Uh, full of our posses gems. So you guys listening that aren't with us tonight, don't worry. We've made sure that you're included. Uh, and all of you guys that have written stuff down, this is how it's going to work. Bougie Mitch has the mic. You guys are just as much our third guest as our regular podcast. We will go through this gem list, uh, pull out our, our favourites and then discuss
1: it with you guys. Sound like a good idea? Yeah. You! Okay, Philip the Duck will go off every couple of minutes to rein us in because otherwise we will be here until 2am, which anyone, would be fun. Does anyone have
2: an idea of what they think Philip looks like? Anyone want to volunteer? The last Philip week, the Duck. Someone said he was a very camp, camp man.
3: Yeah.
2: Anyone had any other thoughts? No one. No one at all. And you've never thought about what Philip looks like? Anyway, well, that went down well, no. like the balloon. Let's <laughs> no, cre- no creatives in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? What do you guys all do? And you just yell at your job. Oh, really? No fucking creatives. <laughs> <laughs> They're legit jobs, you guys. How serious. Mm. Now I feel like I need a blazer. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, let's okay, kick let's it, it off, Matt. All right, let's pull out the first gem, shall we? Okay. Polaris. If you have your period, can you fuck? <laughs> I am obsessed. Who wrote that?
2: Our first gem. Did someone, is someone actually going to admit they wrote it? There's no name on please, it. Please, please put your hand up if you wrote that. Oh, yes. Race let's the Woo! <laughs> What is your name? Make it up if you don't want to say yours. It's Caddy. Hey, Caddy. Hey, and is this a serious question or are you just trying to, you know, stir the pot? No, it's a true question. And what, what do you want to know specifically? Oh... <sighs> Take the mic please, we're recording this.
3: Okay, for one, is that acceptable? And two...
0: Um,
3: do you maybe want to chime in?
2: Where do you have sex when you have your period? Oh, you just lay the tarp down. <laughs> Bunnings, babe, two ninety nine. Um... Look, I was never a person that did that, Have you done? but I do now do it. She's a
1: convert, guys. Give her a round of applause. <laughs> I've been on that bandwagon trying to convince you for quite some time because I, I don't felt know. weird. Is anyone... No. Hands up if you feel weird. Yeah.
2: It's a bit... I wonder... I wonder... I think, you know what, to be fair, it helped that I felt comfortable. I think yeah, that's the key. Yeah, so true.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... um. Yeah, I think you're hornier when you have your period than than ever, like any other time in your life. I've got to say, guys, your gyms were way juicier than Melbourne's. Yeah, I mean, not that there's some kind of like Melbourne-Sydney rivalry or whatever, but seriously, there's some real gold in here. All Um, All right, we're we're moving.
2: Well, did that answer your question? Okay, but in a little bit more detail, I think you've got to feel comfortable with the partner. And I think you absolutely should do it if you want to and absolutely don't do it if you don't either. Like, s- fucking is about you feeling your best. And if you're not feeling your best, regardless if you've got your period or not, then you're not gonna enjoy yourself. So it's gonna be different for everyone, but we both do. You're
1: basically the white Oprah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause Oprah's talking about fucking with her period.
1: Can you imagine? I am millennial Oprah. <laughs> Okay, all right, I've got one. Uh, How did your self-improvement journey start? Take it away, Oprah. (laughs) Does Oprah drink beer? Uh, Imagine Oprah drunk.
2: No, you're the one that's all fresh on your bloody books and meditation and I'm an alcoholic and I'm going to reform myself and have a (laughs) breakup and blah, blah, blah. Like... That's I think so this is you.
1: I've changed my life. Um, you start. Where did that begin? It began for me. I think the boo. Does that have a name on it? P.S. No, no. no. Did, did somebody write this? Somebody wrote this tonight, though. Do you want to raise your hand? Oh, great! What yeah. was your name? Hey, Trace. So, where is this for you? Like, why are you thinking about that at the moment? Are you thinking like you want to start? You're midway through the journey. Why is it in your brain?
2: Um. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, Stace and yourself have done a lot of
4: uh, work on yourselves, and also I know you guys. Um, talk a lot about books that you've been reading and I'd love to hear what you guys have got on that.
2: Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Is there something going on where you're like, I need more? Like, are you looking for more? I think I'm always looking for more. So, you know, anything that you guys have, any tips or anything, you know, can help
1: out. Um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay was a book that Stacey was banging on for, I think, four years. That was like, you need to get... I'm like, yep, heard about the book. Anyone got it? Yeah. It actually legitimately changed my life. That for me was the start. I think, um, I don't know, and it's an interesting question that you asked, Stace. Is there a driver? Is there something in your life, whether it's, I don't know, something you go through, some kind of realisation, is it an age that you hit where you go, nah, I want to actually grow and expand. And for me, it was so focused around my drinking because I uh, was a blackout drunk and and, and, uh, uh, an alcoholic. And even to say that out loud now in front of this big group of people, (laughs) I'm like, shit, girl. (laughs) But owning it felt really good, and I think I'd avoided it for a really long time. So for me, that was the that was the point where it started to change everything. When I started to change the way I felt, but and they say to addiction. Myself. Obviously,
2: there's everyone has different poisons, but yeah. you've kind of got a a
1: an issue underlying that you need to work through. I remember um, when you said that when I started talking about some of this booze stuff, and I think I need to sort my shit out and blah blah blah. And I remember we were in the car, we were driving to work. Because we we used to drive together. We spent every second together. And Stay said, do you reckon with the drinking thing... ...like do you reckon there might be something else going on... ...like underlying? Because I was so in denial. I was like, I've got a great life. I've got a boyfriend. We've been together for ages. We've got a great relationship. I've got a family that loves me. I've got good friends. I've got a good job. I work with my best mate. What have I got? What underlying issues have I got? None. (laughs) Meanwhile, I was like... Just waiting for her to realise. And then when I did and I started working properly with the therapist and being honest with myself, I was like, shit, White Oprah was right. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot here.
2: I, on the other hand, had always grown up in... um, we didn't have a lot of money we didn't have but we had a lot of wise women i had aunties around me that were very much about the universe i was like oh i have a bill optus is charging me 5.95 for this prepaid phone i have no money and my auntie would be like oh kiss that bill kiss the bill it means that the universe says you've got the money you've got the money you've kissed the bill i'm like what the fuck does that mean and I was I was bo- I was born into that from about 17 it was kind of an idea that if you you know what you see and what you believe and what you preach is kind of what you live and the universe 100% is there to work with you so Louise Hay was given to me by my auntie when I was like 19 but it was all it's been a very long journey um, because I constantly do it it's funny now I think the latest thing that everybody talks about um, self-help or or I guess, the work i'm doing on myself plays out in my relationship because it's a pretty good one i got to say it took a long Round time to of get applause. here we She was single for 5 years everybody um but i think the interesting thing i was talking to a friend today was that we're both people that constantly read and work on ourselves and want to be better and it you don't just get that as a handout mm. so self help mm. and self work the reading that you want to do the inquisitiveness that you want to you want to kind of pursue the therapy you want to do ...they're all tools for you being a better person... ...and I think that's when you get better stuff. You don't get to have the good stuff without the fucking work. Mm. You, don't, you don't get through a marathon without training. Like, And the other big thing I'll say about therapy as well... ...is that um, you don't want... To, ...this is the analogy I make so just please fucking bear with me... ...but I think it's very good. <laughs> you don't want to build a house in the rain. I.e. don't just go to therapy when things are bad... You want to build a house when the sun is shining, right? Because it means that you get a lot of the work done on yourself. Can you
1: say that again? I'm just going to make it into a meme.
2: I'm here all night and I'm with you for the rest of my life, so <laughs> I'll tell you later. Do
1: you, do you think that people are more self-aware and wanting to work on their shit? now like uh, do you feel like there's this more aw- uh, like a bigger awakening where people well hands are up is there self-help? someone
2: feeling like reckon? they kind of want to be better and not sure how or want to be better and yeah i think mm-hmm. everybody kind of goes to a point where you're like how do i do that how do i start that i think just this conversation is starting it Start with Louise Hay. Start with – go to Oprah. Go to Brene Brown. You will go into a Google hole. Mm-hmm. It will lead you where you need to Things be. will find you Because I too. think if you do – you know, Chrissy had her own journey. I have my own journey. You all have your own way. Start with that and then you'll lead on. I'm currently reading Untet- The Untethered Soul. If you're an overthinker and you're an, an- anxious person like I am – Fuck, it is amazing. Christy bought it for me. My boyfriend bought it for me. It kind of... It, things get thrown at you when your heart is open. Mm. Um, so just open it. Start one thing and then the rest the rest will come. Um, but The Untethered Soul is about how... <laughs> this is hilarious. How your thoughts aren't you. This is you. But you should name your thoughts... ...so they're like some annoying housemate that you have... ...that you want to fuck off. Oh, that's cool. So I've named my thoughts Sarah... <laughs>
1: Whenever I hear something new about you, it freaks me out. Uh, um,
2: But, yeah, so Sarah is this annoying fucking bitch that does not shut up and she is the worst friend ever, i.e. she is me.
1: That's so good.
2: Talking to myself. So this is where I am at. So if you want to join in, you can sound all types of fucking crazy, but I'm fucking happy and um, I I do quite well for myself. So... Be the fucking crazy. Be the person that everyone goes, you don't need therapy, you don't need to work on this shit, you know. Be that different person. Yeah. Be the corny hippie, be that person. Because <laughs> you, I think it's pretty cool.
3: Get ready here I
1: come. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Don't worry. We've been waiting for you at thethinkergirls.com.au to catch up. And on that note, it's time for another gem in our gem jar, another thought that you're thinking but not saying. Whether it's you guys in the audience or some of our posse online that have DM'd us, these are stuck together because I gargled Betadine before I got out
2: here. How did (laughs) I? Crazy like that. I don't know. I got it on my hands. It's real potent. Okay, this is from Instagram, Alicia Halalalal. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Getting grey pubic hair as you age and choosing to diet instead of waxing thoughts.
1: Dying your pubes. <laughs> anyone? Is anyone doing that? Remember Just when I got a blonde pube? Oh my god. Anyone? Hands up. Did we listen to the show back then?
2: Dr. Yeah. An- Did
1: you know Dr. Roshi came Dr. on? Dr. Andrew and Rocheford came on and gave a legit medical like explanation with not a smirk on his face. It was very good. Do you know that he caught up
2: with a producer friend of ours? She used to produce him, and I commented in the comments on Instagram. Remember how I had the blonde pube? and then I went back and she deleted it. (gasps) Holy shit! The producer that used to be married to our first producer.
1: Get out of town. So she caught up
2: with Roshi, and then I wrote about the blonde pube on her Instagram (laughs) personal feed, and then then she deleted. (laughs) deleted the pube comment I was oh like, roshi oh. would have lapped that up he loves that shit or does he <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah fair question okay back
2: to great pubes uh i got a couple in there
1: how many like how many is a couple two and I... is a couple a couple means two but so you've only got two that's so random <laughs> i can't help it how many do you guys have does anyone in the audience, does any of our posse have any grey pubes? What? not a single person not even of everybody one. out there. My auntie Lorraine went fully grey oh, at 23. Oh, hang on, we've we got one up the back there. <laughs> Baby girl, you need to get on that microphone stat. Bougie Lady, Mitch. I am sitting on a stage talking about mine. You can share. All right, what's your name, please, <laughs> grey pub owner? Oh, she's mortified. I don't have any. Bougie Mitch, is that your mum?
2: <laughs> is that your mum, Bougie? Oh, far out.
1: I don't
4: have great. It's your
2: nan. <laughs> I love this. Okay, yes. who's give the give the granddaughter the mic? Cuz nan's not talking. Think, think a nan's mortified.
4: Think a nan is very shy. And um,
2: what was your name, granddaughter?
4: I'm Courtney. Courtney. Hey Courtney. Hey.
2: So hey. does nan well nan obviously has great pubes. <laughs> <laughs> what's I'm nan doing
1: here?
4: <laughs> We're all curious. What are you doing?
2: Nan, do you you like what's what happens down there? Please tell us. Like,
1: we want to know what we're looking for. I'm to. so intrigued. My grandma told me they just all fall out. Yeah. They
2: do. Yeah, she's. Nan, said can you please talk into the microphone? Um, we're so intrigued. <laughs> so they fall out or what?
4: Yes, of course they do.
1: Oh, wow. But is that like menopause situation or just age? No, it's just age. I wait, think. wait. But d- think of Nan. Do they all go grey or is it just like a salt and pepper situ? <laughs> Did you start with two and then they became,
2: like, 20?
4: That's
2: right. Oh, shit, no. nurse. I'm up shit creek. Think no, and said they're going to turn into 20 grey pubes. No, I reckon embrace,
1: embrace the salt and pepper. I mean, you your basically salt have... Pepper.
2: I've got two. It's
1: like, it's like George Clooney down there, basically. George it's Clooney. not. I reckon embrace it. All Look, right, so like not don't dye your no, pubes. No dye, because it's like when it, I don't know about you, but when I get my um, eyebrows tinted, uh, sometimes it like it, it can have a reaction to your skin, can't it? <laughs> like it can sting. Tinting so pubes. There's, like, there's, a, there's
2: a business. <laughs> Who's an entrepreneur here? You're all lawyers, aren't you? Trying to, like, well, some of you are trying to get out. According to the gems backstage, you could go into a pube dyeing business. <laughs> but
1: there obviously is a market for it. Think, Ann. If there was that option for you, would you be the face of it? We'd no. go into business with you. You just need to. No, learn you to need eat. to love your body as, as it ages. Oh, <laughs> well said. Very well said. But are you, you're embracing your two greys, yeah? Well, I have a bush, so a lot of
2: people don't even know. I bet you all of you are like, I don't have any, but that's because you're fucking bald.
1: So, how would you know? My peeps have gone so weird because I started, like, I did half a course of laser oh, treatment. Oh, we've all heard this. And then, and Remember oh, how and she and started oh. laser then didn't and then, have laser? And then I had commitment issues because I was like, fuck, I don't think I can commit to a bald vagina for life. So um, I reckon I the baby coming out of there is more intense if you're
2: completely bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone think that? Like when you see those baby crowning photos and there's no hair, you're like, which is the head? Which is the bit? Like, I don't know which bit to look at. Like, fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, as it's coming out, you're like, where are the flaps? Where is the head? I can't
1: figure this out. Whereas if you've got the hair on the top, at least it's clear. Do people get whack Because I've often thought about this. Do people prep when they're pregnant, like their hair sit show? So you, so you got waxed got before the, the big day. Did you get a Brazil or what? No, no,
0: no, no. I'm, a I'm a beauty therapist
2: <laughs> and oh. we've had like heavily pregnant come in like, oh, I just have a Brazilian thing. So I'm like... Oh. How do you want, get down there? It's
1: strange. They get in these weird positions like, oh, just stop. I'm feeling a bit ill. And I'm like...
2: Fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, because they're about to pop. Have you ever thought if I put wax there, I could hurt the baby? Well, yeah.
1: I'm like, what if it starts crowning? Like, what if it's like, while it's happening?
2: (laughs) Wait, we need a mic. We're recording this. We need to get this. You don't want to be bushy where when when the midwife, when you're you're actually giving birth. (laughs) Start again, can you please? What was your name?
3: Katie, 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 yeah. I haven't had a baby personally, but my sister has, mm-hmm. and she feels like she has three. Yes. It's
2: how's your vagina? <laughs> it's
3: lasered and nice. <laughs>
2: lasered and oh. nice. And did you get it lasered before you gave birth? Yeah. Right.
4: <laughs>
2: oh wow. So it's like a pre-baby. Oh, we've prep. got a hand up down here also. A couple
1: hands down. Oh, what are we talking? So are you Bushy are bush. you are you guys down the front
4: the, the <laughs> stories that
1: you're going to share have you had have you had a baby What was your Can name I,
4: My name's Emerald um, I had an emergency C-section Yeah and after I got stitches and they put like this tape over and trust me you do not want bush down there when they rip that tape off
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Girl. Girl.
4: So yes
1: and it's Yeah but you save yourself 55 <laughs> Don't you reckon? That shit's expensive. Especially now if you fucking don't have a job, you know. Yeah, I'm back, shop- I'm back shopping at Audi, guys. I just
2: do the Mac 3.
1: So, yeah, because oh, as we discussed before, it's kind of like a, yours is more of a Dorito chip kind of style, yeah? Just a
2: maintained patch. Kind of like this. <laughs> oh, my God. So your pubes is, are this size. Like this. What the moment? Like, my boyfriend's probably thinking they weren't that yesterday, but
1: <laughs> I, uh, I did a bit of work there today. How long? Because this is the thing, right? Because I have like sparseness. Some pubes grow but down low because of the laser. Obviously, now I have like straight pubes. It's really bizarre. She's like grass
2: in a drought. You know, where like, sp- d- like spots yeah. just like grow back and sh- then other yeah. spots
1: are just dead for life. <laughs> like, that is Chrissy Mercer. I took a photo of my <laughs> pubes to show to Stace because I was like, fuck, this is so random. So yeah, there's particular parts <coughs> that grow out really far, but you know where you get that thing where if you wear knickers and your pubes are so long that it pushes the knickers out a bit. <laughs> that's so weird. But for me, because it's all sparse, it's not just like a cute circle. It's like <laughs> patches pushing. So anyway, that's why you I need got to get one. fertilizer in the parts that aren't growing.
2: <laughs> at least get some like consistency there, fuck. <laughs> all anyway, right. Anyway, so Philip's it, gone off. I mean, Elisa Um... Yeah, don't
1: die it. <laughs> That's basically the answer. To that. All right. This is, they're all Benadine together. All right. <laughs> Bumble and Tinder kill my soul. I can relate. Um, As of a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> is anyone else feeling the same way? Are there any single people? Are there people on. Hands st- up if you're on daps and apps and over it. What is. Did Bumble? someone just say, what's Bumble? What the fuck? It's where the women <laughs> wear the pants, bro. <laughs> What do you mean? Is the person that you said what's Bumble in a relate? Are you in a relationship? God. Is that why you you don't know what it is? Is it the one with the 3 kids? Cuz of course you're not no, going to know. I don't uh, have
3: any kids, but no. I yeah, I don't know either. You're
1: single
2: and you don't know what Bumble no. is? Hands up if you know what Bumble is, even if you're not single. Everyone. Okay. We you don't, can don't even mean,
1: make friends on that place. We don't want to shame. We don't want to shame her though. No, but I want you to get involved. If you're single, You need to get on Bumble, I reckon. Do you, does the vast majority of people like it that are on it? Because a lot of people raise their hands. What's the general consensus?
2: Hate it? Hate it. Hands up if you, okay, we only need the mic. We need the mic.
0: mic. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
1: Where like Stace said, the ladies wear the pants. So you, similar to Tinder, you swipe left for no, right for yes, up for photos. Because I just learnt this like seven seconds ago.
2: In the car, she accidentally swiped no
1: to a guy that was, really was a real catch. Yeah, he was really nice. No, I Facebook messaged him on the way here. You're
2: so keen. And then
1: I thought to myself, what about your friend,
2: I don't want to name her, but was she keen also? Did we think about this? She just said no. Okay, good. I didn't want to shame her. Uh Downloading Bumble, do it. Okay, can you please work on your photos and we'll look at that at the end of the show. Give her a round of applause. We need to give her some
1: motivation. We'll have a touch base on Bumble. Okay, so. So I can can really relate to this vibe, which is Bumble and Tinder kill my soul. I'm not on Tinder. I am on Bumble. I joined, I think, um, a week and a half ago. And I think I am officially addicted to Bumble. Like I feel like when, you know when you were 12 and like you first got MSN Messenger and you had some nasty name on there like Devilish Angel or some shit? Mine mine was Silver with an A. Silver Star. (laughs) Oh, that's shocking. That was also my hotmail
2: address till that two years ago.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you know where you first get that and you're like, I wonder who's like chatting to me. Is anyone talking like (laughs) that or...? I just remember that feeling where you were like... This is Sarah in your head, like your voice talks (laughs) like this. Your voice is like this. I just wonder... No, I just felt... I remember feeling like that when you'd get home and you're just gagging every spare moment that you weren't doing something. And my friend was talking about this where she was like, it's the same theory that it's like every spare moment that you have, you're like... Has anyone written back? Have I got any instant gratification? Anyone said I'm cute? Anyone want to meet up? And then... I've realised that it's actually, um, I was ready to join Bumble. I was like, I'm ready to have a play, I'm ready to have a look. I've given myself three months. I've been single, this is fine. But uh, what I've realised I wasn't ready for was the rejection. Mm. Because you swipe right on some people and because I'm not swiping right that often, I mean, got to keep my standards high. (laughs) Nah, I'd swipe right a lot actually. Um, I'm like, and then if that, and I kind of remember if I'm like, oh, that cute guy with the photo, the surfing photo, you know, (laughs) I told you I'm like into surfing people now. I'm reverting when I was like when I was twelve, basically. I was like, yeah. And wore
2: Roxy. Good luck. I went Um, to the Roxy Outlet in Torquay on the weekend like just last week. Yeah. How was that? Bring back good memories, yeah. got a ten dollars (laughs) maxi.
1: And this lady loves you love a maxi, don't you? Anyone like a maxi? Yeah, just let it all hang, you know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so and then when they don't swipe me back, I'm like, that that's devastating. I'm not ready for that. Okay, so this is what my first. So, what do, I, was so what do you do if it's? What do you do if? It's, well, you're I think
2: it. I hate. I fucking hated apps, and if you listen to the show, I was on them, off them, on them, off them the entire time. You had this relationship, but you're like, fuck it, I'm over it. And then three months later, you're like, I'm downloading again. <laughs> fuck it, I'm over it. I wonder if that guy's still on there. Like, it is a fucking roller coaster. But the thing that I learned after five years was that I needed to treat it a bit more seriously because at the end of the day, I don't know, you can't use it as instant gratification. If you've gone on there looking for a hit to say you're hot, it's only going to end in you feeling shit about yourself really and I think you need to approach it that it is dating and treat it kind of like you're at a bar. So if you don't have the energy to properly get engaged into a conversation, don't be on it. Don't use it as some quick fix because if you're a bit of a – I mean, it's crazy to think that I am so progressive in so many ways. But then when it came to relationships, I guess I am a little bit more traditional in some ways that I did like the idea of meeting someone in person. I did like the idea of having proper conversation. I hated the idea that someone was able to judge me from just a quick – Picture. but you know what how uh, how
1: else are you meeting people If you're well busy? that's why
2: i stayed on it yeah. but i didn't go on there really quickly so i just I, uh, towards the end i figured out i would have a wine i would give it an hour and i would literally sit there as if you're going out with a girlfriend for a drink so you kind of treat it like right. it's an event in a weird way where you're giving it your energy and you're there to actually meet people you're not there just to be swiped right for or swiped yes for because i think just like anything in life what you put in you get back do you know what i mean yeah i know it's a weird thing to think i'm gonna go on a date with tinder (laughs) but it works because you kind of put in a bit more you get a bit more and i was expecting always the guys to why aren't they talking to me properly or why aren't they wanting to catch up or why isn't their conversation but then i wasn't really giving it either
1: so you think like most things in life, what you yeah, you're going to get back what you put into it. And if so you're putting into prison.
2: it two minutes in between cooking or and on minutes. the way to work or in your cab or on your way out. Or when you're about to do a podcast show. Or that. Yeah. You're going to get back other people that are just swiping quickly the same.
1: I reckon anyway. P.S. How hard is it to get to the date stage from the chat stage? I like, gave it, th- I would give it a week and I'm if they like, hadn't
2: wanted to meet in real life, I fucked them off.
1: Is this like, so, the, is this like. No, what? it's true. It's like life's biggest challenge. I'm like, how the fuck, because some of my friends are like, oh, I'm going on a, a bumble date. I'm like, what? Like, I've had like, the most chat I've had is like, two lines and then they just disappear. Yeah, that's because you're on it for a quick fix. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what you were saying before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Thank Good go time. Out. Good time, Philip. You reckon the girls are over sharers. I'll make the world Wait till you see them on Snapchat. <laughs> see what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. Time for the next gem. What have we got
2: here? Loving Mitch, the funny guy. Is he single?
1: Oh, me ask that you're question. That microphone? I do um, have a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. Are you single? Yep. Are you ready to mingle, though? After the show. <laughs> yeah. Who, who wrote that? Who someone did write that? Someone up. Oh, please, someone, someone claim it.
2: <laughs> it was me. I just wanted to give him a confidence boost. Nah. And P.S. We didn't make all those fucking fat jokes either. Yeah,
1: they were directed at you. No, little that Mi- was... Little
2: Mitch was because he was really he little. He was, really was older, older than me. Than, is he here? I thought he was... He is the littlest person.
1: Yeah, he's that really That ever small. existed, yeah. so... Just want to clarify that. And then the patty nickname was because we had junior burger. Yeah, had nothing. It's your shit, mate.
3: I never got the reference. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Glad we cleared that up in front of everyone. <laughs> uh, I regret drinking too much last night. Oh. Well, what, what, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> got anything on that mess or? Nah. The single girl that's downloading Bumble is hungover. Wow, that's a shock. Care of the
0: dog. <laughs> Care of the dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out to my best friend for a 21st tomorrow. We love you. Who's that? Who who is that? Oh, down the front row. What's your name? Oh, my God. So quiet. Oh, Tulaney? Hello, Tulaney. Happy birthday. Thank you. And are you having a party? Oh, we had one last Sunday. Oh, God. (laughs) Did you have hideous speeches that went on for 70 minutes? No. Oh, that's good. Ah, (laughs) My friends did like this PowerPoint presentation... (laughs) ...and then fucking dressed up in costume. Like, I mean, I loved it at the time. I'm sure my family were like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Give the girl a radio show, someone. (laughs) Um, Okay, happy birthday. Thank you. All right, seriously, where are the actual gems? All right, here we go. Uh, This is from Facebook. It's from Lauren. My best friend and her boyfriend seem to be a package deal... ...when I want to spend time with only her. How do I handle the situation?
0: That
1: sounds familiar.
2: <laughs> Who?
1: Me? Hey Ben. Bullshit! No, I'm you just joking. You? Oh, no. I was like shit I'm already. I'm just joking. Fuck. No, I mean, I'm just joking. I just you know you
2: need to give people an early love bubble time, and then this stuff happens. Like I reckon you need twelve months of being able to be unacceptably unavailable. Especially if you were single as long as me. Fuck, give me a go. Twelve months is a long time, though. Oh well, that's what I'm calling it. So, <laughs> anyone agree? What's the time when you actually get loved up that you're allowed to just be a little bit in your own bubble? Do you reckon? What's the timeline? We're hearing six months. <laughs> what was that? No, do you think no time. time. No time. So just until you're
1: out of the love bubble. Yeah. yeah.
3: Exactly. No, no, like no time.
1: Oh, yeah. you just, just straight oh. away. So you don't. So your vibe is you don't deserve a love bubble. No. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> That's ah, so savage.
4: She's the one in the relationship. The in the relationship.
2: But you, w- when you got with that person, you need w- a good balance. Yeah, but fuck a good oh, balance of being oh, single for so long, and then actually just I don't know. We're not wanting to leave the house. Like surely that is life there.
4: Fair
1: enough. Yeah. Not into it. I vote. I vote six months. I think twelve months is a bit excessive because I do feel. Do you
2: think I think I'm out of
1: it? No. Yeah, I think you're out of it. Just. <laughs> just. You just. You're just on the cusp. I saw your first fight before. Oh, man flu. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I
2: seriously no, no, man t- flu. Men with man flu. I'm sorry, babe, but like twelve-year-old girls, like so dramatic. Does anyone anyone experience? Yes. He's this guy here and God bless him, he's come. What is he like with man flu? Like proper like. Oh. Have you got man flu right this second? No. I'm, I'm fine. But no. what is he like when he has man flu?
4: He won't get out of
0: bed.
2: And does he carry on a bit? Yeah.
0: I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm like, Do you up. entertain it? Sometimes. <laughs>
1: I'm not <laughs> very good. Because
4: if I'm sick, I want to I be cared for. Like, I want to, yeah. like, milk it as much as I can, so... Yeah, uh, do you <laughs> milk it? Yeah. You do? Yeah.
2: And do you, at the time, are you aware that you're milking it or are you just so sick that you've lost gauge? No, I love milking it. You love milking it. I really no, want to know if my it. works for you too, because you're both doing...
1: It. You're both in the same boat. What are we talking about again? Um, am not sure. <laughs> No, no, we were talking oh, no, about... this best friend that... the relationship. Yeah,
2: so she wants to see her best mate. He, She's always with their partner. She doesn't know how to deal with it because how do you kind of be with them by yourself? That is really hard because I mm. think especially if you get along with the partner and you work as a bit of a three-way, like I was so many people's third wheels. I often felt that with you a bit, I must say. Yeah, you and no, Zayn really went together everywhere. Was yeah, we did. And because we worked together all the time...
1: ...there was really no time left. And that was, so it was hard. So was tricky. I think that was hard because he was always... A, ...it was always a given. Mm. It wasn't like, is Zane coming? Maybe he'll be there, maybe he won't be. And that was pushed by me actually, not him. Well, that's because he struggled to make, like, yeah. be social. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I do, I do feel like um, that, yeah, I, I think it's a bit rough to kind of ditch your friends or forget about them completely, fall off the face of the earth and then kind of expect them maybe 12 months, two years, you know, whatever down the track to still kind of be there. I do feel like in any relationships, especially friendships, it's a two-way street, you get what you give but then on the other foot it's kind of hard because you don't then want to seem if you're the friend that, you know, your, your mate's just, you know, in their love bubble... You don't want to come across as being jealous or like you're not happy for them because I do think you can have both at once, right? You can be super fucking happy that they're in this love bubble but then also I do feel like you can really miss them too. I think there's a difference
2: between the love bubble though and being out of that and life kind of goes on. I do think that there is a period where that is a very special time and I used to be very much like, nah, same like old mate at the back there, day one. No love bubble. I was a bit like that until I got in the love bubble mm. and and had worked really hard to get there. I was, you know, like it would taken me ages to meet this person and I wasn't willing to let a lot of that go. So I think after there is a, a timeline, I reckon probably the consensus was six months. After that, I think you're right, I think there needs to be conversation about... ...the relationship, because I think friendships are a bit like a relationship, right? Mm. Do you guys feel that? Like the ones that you're really quite close with... ...are the ones that you will have the difficult conversations with... Mm. ...the ones that you will make time even if you're tired after work... ...the ones where you go to something with them... ...even though you don't fucking want to... ...that sounds like a relationship, pretty much. And that is a friendship, essentially. So I think... Who is it? Lauren... If you're listening, uh, I think you need to have the difficult conversation and a friend of mine has recently brought this up with me about another friend who I kind of feel a little bit disconnected with and he was like, I just don't know if you're going to make it through because I don't know if you girls will have the difficult conversations. Now, we all know if you listen to the show or, Mercy, you know, I have those. Mm, You do. But I'm not willing to have them on my own. The other person needs to come to the party too. So I don't like the idea that one person always has to be the person to bring shit up. Yeah, that that's pisses fair. me off and a lot of the time it's me. So I was kind of over it. So I think there needs to be a difficult conversation here. But, but I think that Lauren needs to say to her bestie in future, please don't wait for me to necessarily have to bring it up. If you're sensing something, there should be almost like a... ...meet in the middle kind of mark. I don't know if you guys agree.
1: I think the approach, right... ...it shouldn't be one of anger or aggression. It's not like it shouldn't be a confrontation. It could be actually speaking from the heart... ...which is you're my mate and I fucking miss you. Yeah. And I'd really like to hang out with you on your own... ...as much as I love old mate, your BF. That's stunning. I like that we can have both. That we can hang out in our tricycle, you know, trio thing... (laughs) And then I can also just have some gal time with you because you were speaking about this recently where you're like I... What was it the first time that you had spoken to somebody about something that wasn't your man? I had... You know, because I think a you months, that. Well, it was a couple
2: months ago where I called my mate for a problem because I, I knew that that was the person I wanted to go to... Uh, ...rather than my new boyfriend at the time... ...and it hadn't been like that for six months. Every single possibility... ...like I was always calling him. And I'd missed that... ...like that kind of craving of my friend... ...and I was like, oh fuck, thank God it's there. Because I know I... I hold friends so highly and I always get a bit scared about losing my... ...well, I got scared in this relationship that I'd lose my independence... ...and I had grown this incredible independence... ...and I have such fucking amazing friendships... ...like family, like rock-solid friendships... ...and I was like, I wanted that to come back naturally. I wanted it not to be where I have to make effort with my friends... And then when I got that urge at about maybe five, six months after being with my man where I wanted to call a friend instead, I was like, oh, thank God. God, because it's come from me knowing myself and wanting that to work. But for a while there, I was unsure
1: if that would pop up. Like, Yeah, so I would, I think the the advice overall would be for Lauren, if you are listening, to talk to your friend, talk to her honestly and openly, because you never know how she's feeling too. She might be feeling a bit overwhelmed. That the fact I think that sometimes she has I don't, to bring her if you're in a everywhere. relationship
2: as well, hands up that sometimes you might also need to re- be reminded a bit. I don't know if anyone's mm. like that. Yeah. Um, but you don't always want to be the person to be reminded. Like, you don't want to – you have to kind of meet in the middle.
4: You're already in the Thinker
1: Girls Fussy. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. Okay. Let's go to another gem, shall we? Um, Can you got one in your hand. Yeah, I'm just sussing the other ones. I just want to make sure I pick a good one. <gasps> yeah, I have. If you have your butt licked by your boyfriend <gasps> – do you have to reciprocate? <laughs> and my favorite part of this is that there's a love heart at the bottom. <laughs> who wrote who wrote that? Do you not here
0: right went now. To The, the wow. person that
1: wrote this gem went to the toilet? Is that where she is right now? Yeah, she's
0: at the toilet.
1: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think we should leave that one. I don't. I know. <laughs> who thinks we should leave it? Or do you think we should talk about it? Oh, welcome back. You've come at a perfect time. All right, let's start the conversation anyway. So, Merce thoughts. My thoughts are I like getting my butt licked. So um I'd be What's that? You don't know if you want to do it back. But how will hang you on, know? Hang on. Just let her get the
2: bloody mic. Okay, go.
1: I like it.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I like it, but I don't know if I want to do it back, really.
1: But how will you know if you don't try? It's like Ernie Dingo used to say. No. If you never, never go, you'll never, never know.
3: <laughs> how did you do it? Did you have a drink first? Like, or what, were you just sober? What happened to you? you say, like, get in how did this happen did for you, you to be going back down there?
1: Um, well, my my ex didn't really like it, but I wanted to do it because it was just thrilling. Because be, it was something new, and we'd been together for like, we were together for a really long time. So I think I was just bored, and looking for something that made me feel a bit freaky, naughty. Um, no, so I, we so you like to get your ass licked? Yeah.
2: Did you lick his ass? I
1: did, but he didn't
2: like it. So, so I. So hang on, did you uh, like force lick him? <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, I what's think, happening?
2: I think yes.
3: <laughs> what do you mean he didn't like li- it? Just because you're like, wow. Um. How do you know he didn't like it? Was he like, oh, I don't he like told this? me, yeah. Oh, that's I very. Like, no, no, no,
1: no, stop. Yeah, and that's I was like, just agree. try that's it. Enough. That's enough. Yeah, he didn't like it. But I would think, no, I don't think it should be, on a serious note, I don't think it has to be even Stephen. I don't think just because you like it means that you have to do it back. Or vice versa. But if you're in an open relationship where you're able to voice what you like and voice what they like, that if you feel comfortable to do it, well, why not? If you if you feel like you want to. I think yeah, they, I think, think they do, it. Do, they do it so you will do it? You don't think they do it so you will do it? You think they
2: just do it for their like yeah, weird. Well hang on, you need to be like it gives a bloody march
3: this <laughs> no, if you, what? what? I just said it. No, they didn't We
1: can't hear you, doll. Do
3: doll. you think that they do it so you reciprocate or do you think they do it because they just like it and they don't
1: care? I think and the dudes in the audience, there's a few oh guys around. No, no, it no, don't no, guys no, get... don't no, Doesn't no, everybody no, get... No, get Over here. But doesn't everybody get off or a lot of people get off from oh, your partner no. getting off? Mm. It's yeah. not always you're yeah. doing it to get it no. back.
2: Well, that's oh, here. true. Well, can we bring the mic up here, please? Um, I think that's true and I think that often... What I've realised more recently, in particular, is a loving relationship. A lot of the, like a lot of the time that happens. I think when I've been in past relationships, it's very tit for tat, mm. or it's very like if I do this, that must mean that I do this for you, or vice versa. Not it's almost just in like the bedroom an, every,
1: throughout the whole. Well, relationship. I'm talking about
2: the bedroom. I think it's very much when it isn't necessarily that great is when you're kind of doing a scorecard. Mm. Whereas there's lots of things when you're in a loving relationship that someone does for you that may necessarily not want and there isn't an expectation in return because the point of them doing that for you is because it is unconditional. It is for you. Um, And I think that that sometimes can be the difference of figuring out why you're doing stuff in the bedroom. Like are you doing stuff because you're expecting something back or are you doing something because you want to pleasure your partner? There was a real
1: collective. Mm. I was just well, having it was a, a question. Moment. It wasn't. Like yeah, that. no, I was actually. That was a very good point. Why do for everybody? Oh, <laughs> fucking out! But I, no, I. But honestly, like that
2: was a bit of an in, like an insight for me because I think in the past, I don't know. I did think it was like if I do something, then it's my turn, or if if he gets there, I've got to get there, or vice versa. Whereas now mm. it isn't about that. It's actually about the fact that. There's a whole week and there's a whole month, and there's if you're kind of invested, that it doesn't have to be an, e- an equal scorecard all the time. Because mm. if you could be in different moods, different places, different needs, depending on what fucking day it is. Like, how could you possibly be even at the end of the week on Saturday? You're like, right, well, you orgasm this many times, you orgasm this many, you fucking owe me. Like, w- <laughs> we've got to stop
1: living like that. Yeah, I, Yeah, I do agree. So I think the answer to the question is no. It doesn't no. have to be an exchange. However, and I think that goes for all sexual acts yes. too. However, if he's saying, "You know what? I'd really like you to do this. I think this could be a bit fun. I'll try it with you. You seem to like it. Do you reckon you'd feel comfortable doing it with But guys are scared of the ass. If you're not gay, you're straight. You're fucking petrified of because it's gonna make you gay.
2: <laughs> it's not. It's actually not. Well, especially if it's a female doing it, Yeah. you know? Couldn't be further from yeah. being gay. Um, and guess what? Being gay
1: isn't scary or bad. And guess what? Isn't your G-spot in your ass? Yeah. For men. No, yeah. for men it is. For I a s- lot of people it is. There's a man is. down the front nodding. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, bro. He's our man-gage. You're speaking is my
2: language.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah.
2: And is it's true for most because I know that I've just found out recently that all girls' G-spots are not in the exact same place. I think we've been kidding ourselves thinking. Is on, that the same for guys? Like they're just around the same area but not definitely the same place?
4: Yeah, it's it's a little bit different, sometimes higher, lower, but just depends where, where it is in your body. But well. mostly
2: that area is the the target.
4: Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting actually you're talking about, you know, eating ass or whatever it is, um, you know... <laughs> Might.
1: Eating us? Yeah. Is that different from licking us? Uh,
4: it's, a, it's the same. It it's depends sh-
1: how hungry you are.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, the guy that I'm seeing at the moment, I do it to him, but he doesn't want to reciprocate to me. So, right. Yeah. And you
2: don't feel like you need to give him anything. That's just what you like, he likes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
4: I'm okay with it. I'm like, if you're not comfortable with it, all good. I'll, I'll still do it to you. Oh, but I yeah, just wrote an me. article
2: about what the straights can learn from the gays and here we fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> honestly... They really had to make their own rules. Um, But I think that it is true and I I think with all things it's like the same thing with head. Does anyone realise it's like they go down then it's like, oh shit, better get, you know, get ready. I've got to go down and vice versa. It's like some kind of tag
1: team. I don't think it works like that. Yeah, it's true but that's why you do the 69 (coughs) thing, don't you reckon? (coughs) Who's doing 69 on the reg? Me, I did it last (coughs) night. I haven't told you. <laughs> at a pub? No, back at his house. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> she did it last night so she could drop it on the podcast. <laughs> Guys, Actually, I so did good. the 69 last night. <laughs> what the actual fuck? But it was a sideways guy. I it's feel like, like that's very vintage. <laughs> <laughs> Says
1: the girl with the bush.
2: A Dorito manicured bush, thank you. (laughs) Okay, okay. All
1: right, we've got one more jam, guys. Um, Marriage equality equals newfound peer pressure to get engaged. Hands up if you feel pressure
2: to get engaged in this room. Not many. Hands up if you're single. Lots of single girls. Mm. Um, Oh, engage, engage, engage. (laughs) Um, Did somebody write that here? You wrote that and now the marriage equality thing comes and it's like now the questions.
4: Yeah, it's just not all it's cracked up to be.
2: So talk <laughs> us through what your experience is in terms of since the last Wednesday. Was um, it last week or week before oh, last Well, Wednesday?
4: amazing for starters. Thank Woo! you
2: yeah. Oh, I feel too tired to be as happy ah. as I am. I don't know about you.
4: No, I'm, t- I'm still pumped. I'm still excited. Awesome. Um, so yeah, now it's a whole new conversation. It's not... Um, an excuse or something that you can pass off. It's serious when you're going to get engaged, and spend and has that already
2: started? Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah,
2: you're in a relationship. Yep. Fuck.
4: Where's it? Well, coming I kind
1: of want to say welcome. <laughs> Where's it coming from, though? Can I? Is it from everybody? But is it your family in particular? Like, what's the deal?
4: I'd say mostly friends. Yeah, mostly yeah, mates.
2: Okay. Are they also gay?
4: Yeah, interesting. That but Everyone that's interesting, right? Yeah, It's straights yeah.
2: because we are conformed. We all work on this kind of traditional way of living yeah. um, like these. And I think to some degree it's important to have these markers of commitment. Mm. I think if you don't have a bit of a plan then yeah. But fuck, it, it's just I think you need to make what your commitment markers are yourself. You're allowed to get married but... That doesn't mean
1: you want to. Have you? Has your idea about getting married now that you're allowed to, which I just feel sick even to say, but do you like? Has that changed for you now that you now that you actually legally can, as opposed to before? Has it changed your just your thought process? Just
4: the Like um, it's always so, what we were going to do, but now that it's real and it may happen, um, yeah, it just makes it a lot more. Full on, I think.
2: I feel excited for you, actually. Because I feel like, yay, the fact that we all can have this. Because this conversation now is, whilst it is topical because it's recently passed, it's actually a conversation we've all been having and now it's one we all have. Yeah, I don't know if
4: Mm. it's just foreign to me. It is. And fucking
2: thank God that it is no longer foreign to you because (laughs) we all fucking have to deal with this. Can we please put a round of applause again? Because if we all have to feel pressure, it's just nice to be having... The same conversations because it isn't a new one. I'm sure for many of you that have been in long-term relationships or even short-term relationships, the questions begin. Um, but I have no answer to you on how to deal with that. <laughs> right, cool. Absolutely <laughs> none. Because I just think... Uh, I mean, I, I get really... Um, kind of I feel gagged when this conversation comes up because I feel like so many of us make decisions on other people's timelines Mm -hmm. or other people's ideas of what makes commitment uh, or that kind of form of commitment happen. And I also think we're assuming that that's the only form of commitment there is to have. And I just don't think that that's the case. You've mentioned that you want to get married or you've had those discussions, so that's fucking amazing. Um, But I do not I think like the rest of us, we're all a little bit... Uh, ...confused at at why and when and how... ...because there's this um, idea and this storyline... ...particularly in Western culture... ...that at this particular point is the time. And I don't think that feels right for everybody. Did you ever feel
1: like... Because it's interesting. I really relate to what you said earlier... ...when you said it's always something that we've been thinking of doing... ...but now there's pressure. And I was in a relationship for eight and a half years... ...and... Although I think deep down I really did want to get married to that person, um, and I'd always seen myself getting married. Um, when people would ask and put pressure on me, I think I went too far one way and got super defensive. Where I was like, "I don't even want. I don't even know if I'm going to get married. Shut up." Even though deep down I did. So, yeah, I think I think sometimes. I don't know, it's like it was an interesting way to react because I would catch myself and hear myself saying stuff out loud. I don't even know about marriage, which was true, but I think I would overcompensate by kind of trying to stick the finger up to people because I was like, don't you put me in this box now that I've been with this person for a certain amount of time? You think that that, you know, has to equal marriage and if I don't get engaged that then somehow, I don't know, our relationship isn't as legitimate or as worthy as somebody else who has gotten engaged? Um, So I think that's something to be mindful of though too. Like really being true to what you actually feel and if it is that you deep down do want to get married to fuck off that other kind of pressure that might make you react differently in defensiveness. Also, do it how you want. I mean,
2: I'm sorry, my dad is not giving me away. I'm not a camel.
1: (laughs) I don't get it. The thing is, and you spoke about this on the show not that long ago, about, ma- about weddings. Isn't it weird the way it's like you think about marriage and instantly all I think about is a wedding?
2: Yeah. No, I mean, hands up if that's you. I th- we're all mm.
1: kind of ki- Disney, hello. Mm. Mm. But um, how people's weddings, you were saying this, that really don't match... Them as people. Oh my God! Now think about this. This is a
2: fucking crazy theory. Think about Wait, the last three
1: weddings you went to,
2: and then think about who they are as people, what they wear during the day, who they are, what they do, how they live their life, and then think about them as a bride. Oh, it's it doesn't. So ha- it doesn't match. Like so, this girl that I know, she's like completely a real tomboy. Like you know, just is just so a particular type of person. Is you know strong-willed and and really isn't a dressy kind of person. And then I see her in this bride getup, in this <laughs> massive dress, and I'm like, this doesn't look like you. And and also, everybody looks the same.
0: Yeah, Everyone has true.
2: this one lace dress. It's like. <laughs> the thing to
1: do well, with the low back so you can put it on insta yeah
2: yeah and of course you've got the fitting bits at the front like so you don't have to wear a bra i mean you might as well get married just for that if you can afford to put some kind of ribbing in where Wait, you don't what's have that like, what's
3: that about if you
2: you need like if you've got big boobs then you can oh yeah have a I, can, dress. I can certainly relate to that you can have a dress that basically holds you in and then you don't have to wear a bra i mean if you have large breasts, you know that not wearing a bra is like the fucking goal. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> so if you're going to make it happen, might as well have make it happen on your wedding
1: day. You're spending a million dollars. Speaking of, sorry, my, I was distracted. I've got chicken fillets on and I'm a bit sweaty, so they're like coming off.
2: All was right, any, guys, we'll, we'll, um, we'll wrap this up in a sec. Does anyone want to do a last gem? Anyone want to contribute here before we, we kind of say hello and get some pics and stuff? We we've haven't got heard one much more. from around the front of the room.
1: Let's no, talk. Yeah, all right. What?
3: what I just want to talk about the sweaty chicken fillets. I'm in the same boat. What no. do you want to add? What
1: do you want to add? Just they're sweaty. Yeah, they're thank falling you. Off. Thank I you. spray deodorant that's on it. mine because they smell. <laughs> you spray
2: deodorant on your chicken fillets. I'm sorry. What?
1: I think that's why the it's still not sticking. I think that's spray why the adhesive. Apici- yeah, I think that's probably why. I think there's been some reaction from the spray can to yeah. the glue. On that note,
2: Uh, you guys have been unbelievably awesome. We are so, so, so thrilled that you guys are here and our posse. Please give yourself a massive round of applause. Thank you so much for coming to the Thinker Girls Live Posse Podcast. Hope you stick around. We'd love to say hello and have a photo. And please make sure you're following all our socials. You're behind our podcast. your support is so important. It's extra important right now as we try and move into our next phase. So we'd love to take you with us. And, of course, we'll be doing so many more of these next year. Thank you
1: so love much. you, guys.
4: Were you part of this convo and want more? Join
1: our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram or thethinkergirls.com.au.
3: Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.